Would you pray with me? Holy One, be still our hearts. May the meditation of these words be deep in us. And may my words be beneficial and be good news as we are good news to the world. Amen. As I meditated on these words, the one thing that kept coming up was what made these two set of brothers leave everything for Jesus? The gospel writer doesn't tell us, but leaves it to her imagination to wonder, to ask, to contemplate the possibilities. What do you think could have possibly gone through their minds as they heard Jesus' invitation? What made them sacrifice their livelihood? What made them leave their investments, the boat, the gear, and the family to follow Jesus? Perhaps they had heard from John the Baptist, the first testimony ever, and then recognized Jesus. Or perhaps they felt it inside and like a gut feeling or a pull to Jesus' divinity, they answered. We don't know. We can only guess. What we do know is that they left their attachments and immediately went without any hesitation, without any questions. See, I believe that following Jesus is a form of resistance. During this time, while Jesus was strolling by the Sea of the Galilee, the Roman Empire was in power. The imperial forces have moved around these areas with military and economic power in full display. The wealthy who wanted to stay on top would often bow to these forces and look the other way and stay silent. The Sadducees, the religious leaders appointed by the Romans, they would be kept in office if they compromised, if they agreed, and they would do anything to help the Romans stay happy. And then there was the rest of the people, just trying to survive like these fishermen we read about. Romans controlled the fishing industry they set the price for the fish, and they also determined who could buy them. Jesus had a different kind of fishing in mind. And when he called out these brothers, they probably didn't understand what he meant. But Jesus put into motion a path to resist the imperial forces then and today. With these two brothers, when they left their boats to follow Jesus, they turned their backs on a system of oppression and a system that controlled their lives in the world. They joined the resistance. And they took a big risk, like anyone who ever does that. 
In today's world, friends, can you see a form of empire or imperial control in our lives? Do you see any imperial force trying to dominate people? See, in today's world, the imperial forces are clever. See, in the name of safety and concern, an imperial force rose in hiding behind their wish to protect trans kids, attempted to criminalize their much needed health access. In the name of protecting the innocent, imperial forces rose and eliminated through the Supreme Court the rights for women to choose over their bodies. Clever. In the name of law and order, some police officers <laughs> kill black men. In the name of upholding morals and values, lawmakers equate lessons on race and gender and identity with liberal indoctrination. And so they want to control young minds and people by eliminating and throwing out books that they can study, banning things that will make their minds think otherwise. Because that's what imperial forces do. They hide behind a group of people who are willing to compromise. And they're willing to support their campaign of fear and oppression. But just as the empire rises, the people also continue to rise. See, Jesus knew that as he set to choose his disciples, he set a president of this resistance. Jesus went to the synagogue to teach. That was expected for a rabbi. But as he was teaching, he was questioning how religious leaders were supporting the oppression of people. Jesus walked among the crowds, offering redemption and healing. But he also showed us to ask, what do people need? This was completely different. He spoke truth to power and called the religious leaders hypocrites. See, Jesus taught us leadership skills by teaching those he knew would take over the movement beyond his death. See, friends, seeking the realm of God is the good and the beauty all around us. Seeking the realm of God is life and joy that God wants in each of our lives. It is freedom and liberation for all the people, all of them. Activist Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta, they often talked about their spiritual lives and how in the middle of their own oppression, they saw hope. And so just like these disciples, they heard the call and in the 60s, they set out to organize the people. They were not born activists by far. They were farmers, they were workers, trying to make a living in the middle of being oppressed. The farm workers, the laborers, and all the people who is a hardworking community, just like the fishermen in the story, they wanted to join something. They wanted to believe in something, in someone that believes in them. And together, they led marches, demanded to be treated with human dignity. And they accomplished it. 
Dolores said, the leaders who come up from the volunteers are the ones who move the movement. A community that never taught that they had the power to change things and make things happen. Peter, Andrew, James, and John said yes, and they probably had no idea what they just signed up for. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> but they trusted in the Holy One who was showing them the realm of God through Jesus. And at the beginning I asked, what would have made these fishermen leave everything? Why do you, why do I, why do we follow this Jesus? Why do you choose to follow in the way of Jesus? For me as a young person, it was helping to feed the people around the border where I lived. Today, it is my passion to help young people find their way through living, not just existing, but thriving. For you, what is it that tugs at your heart? What calls you? See, the rebellion and the search for the reign of God are all around you. For some, it might look like standing against oppression by marching. For others, it might look like donating, writing the legislation, or volunteering at soup kitchens or other areas to help those in need. For some, it also means stepping back and find wholeness and healing before continuing. The realm of God looks like a group of people in this nation coming together at Selma in the middle of a bridge to stand with Martin Luther Jr. and find freedom. It looks like Nelson Mandela, after everything he went through, to step into a role to serve the people in his country. It looks like Black Lives Matter becoming a global movement that still seeks justice. That is the good news for the walking, the talking, the sharing, the love, and the redemption that Jesus offers for all by living. Following in the way of Jesus is a form of resistance. It's not an easy task. See, for others, like the professor in Florida, it might mean having to find new ways to teach students about black history after the governor tries to erase it because it might make people feel bad about what they did, you know, lynching and killing black people. But seeking the realm of God is not always comfortable to the oppressor. Amen. Seeking the realm of God cost Jesus his life. It cost Martin Luther King Jr. his life. It cost Nelson Mandela to be in prison before he could rise. Standing for justice is living with integrity, with compassion, and always seeking human dignity for all around. That is seeking the realm of God. It, is, it demands, yes, it demands your commitment to the one who calls you. For John and James, it meant leaving their father and leaving all the attachment. For us, it demands to leave any attachments or personal gains 
when it is acquired at the expense of someone else. It makes you stop and think. Jesus showed us how unexpected fishermen, the common and hardworking men, common and hardworking women who came and followed him, they changed the world. And Jesus, through his metaphor of fishing for people, showed his disciples what it meant to bring the people to him so he would heal and so he would transform and liberate. It didn't become about them. It shouldn't be about us. The emperors will continue to rise. History will continue to show us the rise and the fall. But it would also show us the resilience of the people in conjunto, together, how we seek the realm of God creating change. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German Lutheran pastor, despite his church leaders compromising with the Nazi empire, refused to bow to the regime. And this reminded me of the Sadducees in the Roman times because they would compromise with the Romans. And so were those church leaders during Bonhoeffer's time, as long as they left them alone. See, church leaders don't always get it right. Sorry, guys. Amen. But through the fruits of our labor, through what we do, you have to see if it matches following Jesus. Bonhoeffer was not compromising his calling because he was seeking the realm of God. He told the youth in his care that the Hitler youth movement was not the community they should join. See, our young friends are often attracted by those who show them the illusion of family and acceptance. That is why gangs are really good at recruiting young people. Bonhoeffer did not hesitate once to speak against the false illusion of the Hitler regime. And he showed these kids what evil and hate was doing to the people. He took them to really see what was happening. And for this act of resistance, Bonhoeffer was hanged. See, he knew that the realm of God was open to all, despite his church leaders supporting Hitler, despite the community around him supporting him. He knew that following in the way of Jesus meant saying no and standing by that conviction. In his book, The Cost of Discipleship, Bonhoeffer says, proclaiming a discipleship means being liberated from all man-made dogma, from every oppression, from every anxiety, from every torture that afflicts the consciousness, because you know in your gut what is true. You know in your body what is right. And the cost of discipleship is not easy, but it is not impossible. For we know the work of the resistance. And transformation occurs only when you resist the forces of hate and injustice and oppression in your everyday life. Through the gospel, Jesus left us a path that started with the calling of these two brothers. He showed us good news that sets the captives free, that changes lives, that transforms people, that liberates through love, and that creates a community where all are welcome. That is the realm of God. And as the world continues to rise with oppression and empires, 
in the name of security and safety, in the name of protecting, we will continue to also rise with what Jesus left us, with a conviction within that does not compromise. Because once you met Jesus, once you really, really understand the gospel and what it's about, there's no moving you. So, friends, today I ask you, if we are in conjunto, together, and how we are going to continue to seek to bring the realm of God to others. So, if you're part of the resistance, keep moving, keep standing, keep believing. And if you're not, come join us, because that is the way we change the world. What do you think?